2: Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am the Get Fit Guy. When you squat with your heels firmly on the ground and your back nice and straight, you will feel your hamstrings, your quads, your Achilles tendon, your lower back, and your groin gently release all the tension of being a member of today's chair-sitting, heel-wearing society. Squatting is one of the best movements that you can do with your body because it hits so many different muscle groups. The obvious muscle groups are the quads, the hamstrings, and the glutes. But don't forget the core and the trunk muscles that have to stabilize your torso and help you maintain a nice neutral spine. Now, according to a study called Muscle Activation in Loaded Free Barbell Squat, The mighty squat is a complicated movement that allows all of your body parts to work together and grow stronger as a single unit. When compared to something like a single arm bicep curl, the squat makes a much more significant impact on your body and can increase a greater variety of performance parameters. And you don't even have to do a weighted squat to see these benefits either. By simply getting down into a squat position, you can stay loose and mobile, as well as undo some of the mobility and strength issues that we see from sitting in chairs the majority of the day. So, don't get scared off thinking this entire podcast is going to be all about squatting, the exercise kind that's often characterized by a large man with an enormous barbell across his back. I actually hesitate to call squatting an exercise at all. Unless, of course, you are that large man with the enormous barbell across your back. But aside from that, the squat and simply squatting can be as natural as taking a seat. And I'm not kidding about that. The vast majority of the world engages in squatting as a way of picking stuff up off the floor or going to the bathroom or eating a meal, drinking tea, or just chatting with friends. For them, and You, should you accept this challenge, squatting is an extremely basic act. Now the first thing that I want you to remember is that when you squat, you should squat in whatever way feels most comfortable for you. As you get better at the squatting movement, your aim should be to improve your form and positioning, but do not force your body into any position that it's not ready for. That might mean that you squat with a narrow stance or, like me, a wider stance. Maybe your toes are pointing straight forward or maybe, like me, they're rotated out a little bit. Let your skeleton be your guide. Now the second thing I want you to remember is to focus on your range of motion rather than immediately trying to squat with a big heavy load. As long as you can maintain good form and don't have to fudge it just to get yourself lower, Squatting deeper with a lighter barbell, kettlebell, or nothing at all is actually better for you. It also produces greater muscular and tendon adaptations than when your squat is shallow but with a huge heavy plate on a barbell. Now, although weighted squats will make you strong, it's not the only way to do it. A Japanese study actually looked at the effects of body mass-based squat training, and they found that an 8-week program that had its participants do 100 body weight squats each day increased things like lean mass, vertical jump, and knee muscle strength, while also lowering the participants' body fat percentage. Now next, unless you're a power lifter preparing for competition... A study on wearing knee wraps suggests that wearing any type of knee brace can actually change the mechanics of the squat. It also alters the targeted musculature and can compromise the integrity of the knee joint. And that is exactly the opposite of what we're aiming for. We want to build you up, not break you down. So I encourage you to avoid using those knee wraps and instead focus on making your body stronger and more stable. Now, if you are having a lot of trouble getting into a squat, well, single leg variations like split squat or lunges are also very effective replacements or alternatives, which can target some of the same muscle groups and even result in similar hormonal responses. You know, one of the fit folks who I coach experiences knee pain when she squats, but she can do lunges all day long. So while we sort out what's going wrong with her knee, She is seeing some real gains from performing the alternatives. One of the things that I love about body weight exercises like squats, push-ups, and pull-ups is that they are also incredibly energy-intensive, which makes them a great tool for driving your heart rate up and getting some metabolic conditioning as well. An article called Do We Systematically Underestimate the Energetic Costs of Push-ups, Pull-ups, and Squats detail how some new studies say that anaerobic exercises actually burn twice as much energy as we had previously thought. Now this means that for a fellow with a body weight of, say, 80 kilograms, 30 minutes of body weight exercises doesn't actually consume 288 kcal we previously would have calculated. It actually consumes more like 576 kcal, and that is a lot more than 30 minutes of running on a treadmill would consume, which is more like 400 kcal.
3: Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday, and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling, And the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland,
0: somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at SeventhGeneration.com.
1: Do you want a beautiful lawn? Okay,
2: if you haven't squatted in a seriously long time, it's likely going to take some time to prepare your joints for the movement. I urge you to be patient, and I also promise you that it is worth your time and effort. Now, okay, first, you're going to need to loosen up your calves. The tighter the calves, the more your heels will refuse to stay down on the ground. The tendon changes that we all experience in response to wearing shoes with heels or even a heel drop, to use a running shoe terminology, well, that's left our calf muscles short and tight, so we need to spend some time working on undoing that damage. Now, there are many good calf stretches, and if you have spent many years in heeled shoes and sitting in a chair, you should probably do all of them. You can check out the article called How to Build Strong and Defined Calves for some help with that, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes over at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and look for episode 391. Now you'll also need to get some mobility in your hamstrings as well. For that, I suggest that you place a rolled up yoga mat or towel under your toes and then bend forward from the waist as far as you can go with a flat back. Now, you may know this move as the forward fold. Now, as soon as your back starts to round, stop folding and start holding that position. Hang out there for 30 to 60 seconds and don't forget to breathe. Next, get down on your hands and knees in a crawling position and drop your hips back as far as you can without letting your feet inch closer together or without letting your tailbone tuck under. This move is similar to what they call the child's pose in yoga. You can hold this one for 60 to 90 seconds and don't forget again to keep breathing. Now next, stay in that position but tuck your toes under and flex your feet and work on getting your feet completely perpendicular to the floor. This will help your shin alignment when you get yourself into a real squat, and we'll talk about that shortly. Now, after you spend about 90 to 120 seconds stretching your feet out, it's time to put some of your body weight onto your legs. Now, maintaining that same body position and alignment, push your body up off the ground and get into a squat position. At this point, it's okay to have your heels off the ground if it helps you maintain the position. I mean, that will come with time if you keep working at it. If your heels are quite far off the ground, you can take that same rolled-up yoga mat or rolled-up towel from earlier and put it under your heels to give yourself some support. Now, you can slowly unroll the mat or the towel each time you practice this and get your heels closer and closer to the ground over the next days and weeks. Now, after practicing this sequence for a while, and some of you will only need to do it for a few days, but others, it could take a few weeks, you will be able to maintain a neutral spine and plant your heels on the ground. But until that day, continue to use this progression and do it as often as you like. Now, here are some pro tips. Number one, the more vertical that your shins are during your squat with your knees stacked above your ankles and the more untucked your pelvis is, the more glutes you will use. Now, the more your knees are in front of your ankles and the more tucked your pelvis is, the fewer glutes you will use. Now, we want to use our glutes, so keep those shins vertical and that pelvis aligned. Number two, how long you can or should hold the squat depends on a few things. Your glutes primarily fire on the way up and out of a squat, but they also get involved while you're in the squat. Now, once you get to the point where you can actually relax in the squat instead of staying in the position through a sheer act of glutes, you will be able to hang out there for longer and longer, but don't rush it. And number three, How deep you can get into the squat also depends on a few things. Your own personal depth is based on how well you can keep your shin and pelvis in the correct position, like we just talked about. You know, most of us Westerners who didn't grow up having to squat to use a washroom will find that our range of motion is quite limited. That's cool. Just start with what you've got and work to improve it. Alright, after all that, you might be thinking, this sounds like a lot of work, why should I bother to squat in the first place? Well, I will tell you. First, squatting improves core stability. When you squat, your extensor muscles, your lateral and straight abdominal muscles, as well as your lower back muscles provide the stability to keep your body in a straight position. Squats not only increase the strength in your legs and your glutes, but they also give you a core workout too. Using a functional movement like squats is an important part of developing a strong and stable core and torso. Now, Next, squatting improves your running. And who doesn't want to run better? There are a ton, and I do mean a ton, of studies that confirm the stronger your squat is, the faster you can run. Research also shows that by increasing the weight of an athlete's squat during the season directly translates to faster sprint speeds. It's likely that the increased force production that we see from an increased squat performance contributes to the improved sprint performance as well. But it doesn't just stop there. Squatting also improves your jumping. It is no surprise here that training your body to quickly and adeptly do the simple movement of standing up from a squatting position can also improve your ability to jump. Even if you wouldn't take the time to jump from a deep squat during something like a basketball game, training the deep squat and using your full range of motion has been shown to improve your vertical leap more than even just regular squatting. Squatting also improves your endurance. You know, I've heard the concern from many endurance athletes that squatting, along with other forms of resistance training, will make them bulky and therefore slow them down. Well, once again, and I find myself saying this a lot about the bulking up notion, this simply isn't true. When runners include resistance training in their running regimen, marathoners actually improve their running economy. In cyclists, even though their quads do plenty of work already, endurance cyclists improve their efficiency when they include weighted hip flexion strength training in their program. And other reviews and studies of resistance training in endurance runners and road cyclists have confirmed these results, and I will put links to all the studies that I'm talking about again in the show notes at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com. And finally, squatting improves your bones. A 2013 study on postmenopausal women found that weighted squats can help people with osteoporosis or osteopenia improve their bone mineral density, especially in the spine and neck. And not just a little bit. The study actually showed an increase of 2.9% in the spine and 4.9% in the neck after only 12 weeks not to mention the added benefit of boosting their overall strength levels by 150%. Now again, this was only after 12 weeks of squatting, so imagine what would happen if you make squatting part of your everyday life. A common issue that I encounter while I do research for all these quick and dirty podcasts is that most of the studies out there look at these body movements as an exercise rather than as a way of moving throughout the world. But remember that squatting, in particular, has taken on many forms around the world and throughout history. It's not just for a guy grunting and heaving away in the corner of the gym. (laughs) Okay, hold on to your sweatband, because what I'm about to say may shock you, but squatting doesn't have to be an exercise. You know, The more and more that I think about our health and wellness and mobility being built outside the gym rather than inside it, I see the squat as more of what I would call a mobility maximizer. In fact, if you can get so comfortable with it that you can relax at the bottom of a squat position and actually use it as a way to take a load off, your general wellness and fitness performance will likely improve. Because, let's face it, everyday squatting happens when you're standing up out of a chair, when you're lowering yourself onto a toilet seat, when you're picking up a nacho that you dropped on the floor, when you're chatting with a child, or when you're getting eye-to-eye with a four-legged friend, and the list goes on and on. And it all counts. And it is all awesome. And it is all part of being a healthy, mobile, and fit meat sack on this ever more static and comfortable blue planet. Now to get all the studies I talked about and links to all the articles that I mentioned, go over to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and look for episode 391. And that's where you can find transcripts of every single podcast, but you can also find blog posts. Pretty much every week I put out this podcast and also some sort of blog post about another fitness topic. So make sure you don't miss out on that. Again, getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com Now my name is Brock Armstrong and I'm the Get Fit Guy asking you what are you waiting for? Go get fit.
3: Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com.
0: Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh-generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula.